Hello everyone and welcome to Tonight is Not a Good Night, a college football production by Ben Nast. Tonight we're going to be going through all of the games from last week, conference records, big games for next week, and Heisman contention. Without further ado, let's get started. We're going to start off with the Heisman contention. The biggest name in all of the Heisman contention is a man from LSU named Joe Burrow. He has a very big game coming up against Auburn where he has to prove himself. Right now, he's thrown for 2,484 yards, 29 touchdowns to 3 interceptions, and a 93.3 QBR. Joe Burrow is probably the front runner for the Heisman contention right now and looks like he has a very good chance to win it if he can do good things against Auburn this week. Next in the contention is a man named Jalen Hurts. He, uh, he was an Oklahoma guy, quarterback, and they play Kansas State this week. He has 2,074 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 3 interceptions, 95.2 QBR. The difference between Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow is Jalen Hurts is a dynamic runner. He is a dual-threat quarterback, and it's not that Joe Burrow isn't, but Jalen Hurts is a lot better at it. However, Joe Burrow's passing numbers are a lot better. We'll see. Next up is a guy that's actually hurt right now, Tua Tagovailoa. They play Arkansas this week, but the big thing about him is he's injured. He could be out one to two weeks. That is huge. If he misses two weeks, his Heinemann contentions could be over. But right now, his stats are sitting here. 2,166 yards, 27 touchdowns, and two interceptions, and 95.6 QBR. He can also run the ball a little bit, and he's probably going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, so I wouldn't be surprised if they try to bring him back later rather than sooner. Next up is Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State. They have a big game against Wisconsin this week, probably their biggest of the year. And he's a really good chance to put himself against a really good defense, but we'll have to see what he's going to do. So with right now his stats are 1,492 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, one interception, 94.5 QBR. Uh, he can run the ball a little bit too. I think he's very comparable to Jalen Hurts and Tua. Joe Burrow's kind of just a different type of quarterback compared to them. Next up is Jonathan Taylor. He's probably the most well-known players in all of college football right now. He plays for Squanson. He's a running back. He's already got he's the quickest running back ever to get to five thousand yards. And they have big game against Ohio State this week. We talked about that with Justin Fields. Uh right now he's at nine hundred and fifty seven yards on hundred and fifty seven carries and fifteen touchdowns and that's just running the ball. He's become a passing threat this year too. Uh two more quarterbacks actually we're gonna look at here in the Kaisman contention is uh Jake Fromm who is at one thousand four hundred and six yards Nine touchdowns, three interceptions, 74.3 QBR. Jake Fromm is struggling. They have a bye this week, and they have Florida next week. Next up is Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has a big game against Wazoo this week. He's at 1,882 yards, 21 touchdowns, one interception, and 78.3 QBR. Now we are going to go through all of the big games from last week and see what they mean to the college football playoffs and just the overall college football season. So we're going to start off with a beatdown. Ohio State traveled to Northwestern to play them this week, and it didn't go very well for Northwestern. Ohio State ended up winning the game 52-3, to and it brought up a few questions. One is about Northwestern. Are they just this bad that they cannot 
score. They can't play defense. They just don't have an identity right now. And I think that's kind of where they're at right now because right now they're sitting at one and six. They're they're not looking very good. Things are not looking good for Wisconsin. They got to start winning some games if they want to even be able to make a bowl game. And then you got Ohio State. Ohio State undefeated. Are are they for real? Are they really the team that is gonna be winning the national championship, going to the national championship? That's the question that everybody is asking right now because we've seen teams like this that fall apart. But who knows what they're gonna do? Next up, we're gonna talk about Pittsburgh, who's five and two on the year and two and one in ACC conference play. Traveling to Syracuse, who's three and four in the year and zero and three in conference play, Pittsburgh won that game twenty-seven to twenty, and it brought up a few questions. The first is 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 Pitt, Pitt? I think. What what I think about Pitt is they're they're a all right team, but they're not great. They're they're good, but they're not good enough to win the coastal. I think they'll play good against North Carolina. They'll play tough against Virginia Tech. They'll play tough against Virginia. But I don't think they have the talent to win that division. And also Syracuse, like what happened to them last year? They were they were ranked. They had a big game against Notre Dame. They had a chance to win. People got really excited about this Syracuse football program, and then all of a sudden, they lost their quarterback, and now they just kind of fell apart. Like what happened to this Syracuse team? Um, that just they they completely they lost their identity. They lost everything, Syracuse, it seems, and now they're sitting at 3-4. and four. They don't even know if they're going to make a bowl game. That's, that's huge for the ACC. ACC needed Syracuse to be good. Uh, next up, we have Tennessee. Tennessee's sitting at 1-3 and three in SEC and 2-5 and five overall. And they played Alabama, who's 4-0 and 7-0. Obviously, Alabama, you know. They're Alabama. <laughs> they scored 35 points in uh, addition to... Tennessee's 13. Uh, but really what the story about this game is that Tua got hurt. Tua Tagovailoa, the predicted number one overall prediction. He has his own hashtag, tank for Tua, for NFL teams. Um, he's a special player. Without him, I don't know what Alabama's going to be able to do against LSU, but hopefully he can be back by then. But, so... It's a good thing that Bama plays Arkansas this week because Arkansas is just not a good team, and it's just a way for them to just get a quick win without their starting quarterback, maybe even get their backup quarterback some confidence for if he, he doesn't, or for if Tua doesn't come back. And then Tennessee, maybe they're not as bad as we thought. They played Alabama actually pretty tough. Maybe Tennessee's not awful. They're just not where we thought they were going to be maybe give them give them a couple years maybe that's that that's what we got to think about Tennessee we just got to think you know give them a couple years maybe they'll be they'll be ready next up we have LSU Mississippi State LSU's 3 and 0 and 7 and 0 and Mississippi State's 1 and 3 and 3 and 4 LSU won this game 36 to 13 is LSU the real deal this Joe Burrow kid he is special and they got Clyde Edwards Hilaire a very, very good defense, but they got a huge game this week against Auburn, which we're going to go into more later. But oh, LSU could be 
LSU could be a team that could challenge Bama for number one in the SEC West. They could be they could be that team that does it this year. They could be the team that maybe beats them. And then Mississippi State, who what what happened to them? Like I thought they were gonna be okay, but right now they might not even make a bowl game. They're sitting at three and four. They got they gotta win three games to make a bowl game. I mean, I think if anybody said that about Mississippi State at the beginning of the year, nobody would believe you. But that's where they're sitting at right now. Mississippi State's got to win some games. Next up, Clemson and Louisville. Clemson, they're sitting at 5-0 and in conference play and 7-0 and overall. And then Louisville's sitting at 2-2 two and in conference play and 4-3 and overall. And um, for a little bit there, I thought Louisville actually had a chance until Louisville, uh, Clemson scored that last touchdown before halftime. I thought that. That really sealed the deal for Clemson because Louisville could not move the ball at all. But there there was some big questions brought up in this game for Clemson. Is Trevor Lawrence, like, what happened to Trevor Lawrence? Last year, this man, the hottest commodity in all of football. Everybody's so excited. Trevor Lawrence. People are saying T-Law for Heisman this year. And he hasn't looked great, and he looked awful in this game. Yeah, he threw three touchdowns, but he threw two interceptions on the goal line. You can't do that against Alabama. You can't do that against LSU. You can't do that against teams that are going to be in the college football playoff when they get there. It's just, it's not going to work. And the Clemson defense, I mean, they're, they're, Clemson defense is, is carrying the team right now. That defense might be good enough to win them a ball game they shouldn't win because their offense can't pick it up. Travis Etienne finally had a good game. He's he's got to get going to maybe open up less pressure on T Law. And then let's talk about Louisville a little bit because Louisville Louisville they beat Wake Forest last week. They're coming in this game really excited, thinking maybe they have a chance. And for a little bit there, it looked like they did. They played a really good game, but the turnovers they turned the ball over way too much. And part of that is because they're they're switching between quarterbacks, and the other part of that is just because. They, they were playing Clemson. Clemson just, their defense is insane. Um, Louisville has a chance to, to make a bowl game, maybe, maybe even win a bowl game. Just They're they're building towards something special. I, I got a feeling Louisville, in maybe three or four years, we're going to be talking about a top ten team in Louisville. Next up, oh, the biggest game of the week, Wisconsin-Illinois. Not the biggest game of the week, but the most exciting game, not, not even the most exciting, just the most insane game of the week. Nobody expected this to happen. And here's why it did happen. So, in case you guys didn't know, Wisconsin, who's undefeated, lost to Illinois. And Illinois is th- was 2-4 and four coming in that game and 0-3 in conference play. But now they're 3-4 and four and 1-3, and, and now Wisconsin's 3-1 and 6-1. And and but Wisconsin lost 23-24. And I think this was due to the fact that this is a trap game. You know, this week, huge week for Wisconsin. They play Ohio State. And I think maybe, maybe they were overlooking Illinois. Maybe they weren't thinking about Illinois. They were thinking about Ohio State that week going up to Illinois. And then Illinois came out and shocked them. And um, part of that was coaching. At the end of the game, they should have ran the ball. They should not have been passing the ball. They should have ran out the clock. And then just gotten that game over with right there. But they pass the ball. Jack Cohn throws an interception. Brandon Peters leads the offense into field goal range. And the kick comes through and wins the game for Illinois. 
crazy. And Illinois, they might not be all that bad. Because two weeks ago, they played Michigan. They didn't play them great, but they didn't play them awful. I mean, it was 28-25 in the fourth quarter in that game. And then Michigan pulled away. But now they went out and beat Wisconsin. Is Illinois a team that we're looking at? Maybe they could make a bowl game? I mean, they're three and four, so they got to win three football games. But there's a chance. Illinois Illinois is not that bad. Uh, next up, a game that very disappointed in. Michigan, Penn State. For those of you that don't know, I am a large Michigan fan. And this one, this this is a heartbreak. Michigan coming in this game. Now they're three and two, five and two. No chance at playoffs now with two losses. Penn State now they're four and zero and seven and zero. And uh, Penn State won twenty to twenty one. I'm I'm so proud of Michigan. Even though we lost, I'm so proud of them. We were down twenty-one nothing. We came back. We have true freshmen looking like seniors, Zach Charbonnet. We have Shea Patterson finally playing a game, and we have a man who worked his whole career to play football. Drop a pass, and the twenty-year-old. Showed that he has a heart. And that man was crying on the sideline. Ronnie Bell. For those of you that are mad at Ronnie Bell. I get it. But that man. He's, he's a player. He's, he's a player. He's going to bounce back. And he has more heart than anybody out there for crying after that. He, he works his butt off. That man. He's a player. And I know that he's going to have another chance to make a big play. Next year, two years, and he's going to make that play. And he's just going to carry that Penn State game as a chip on his shoulder for all the games in the future. But enough about Michigan. Let's talk about Penn State. Penn State, they're, they're crazy. Penn State, K.J. Hamler may be the most dynamic player in all of college football. He is, he, he is insane. That man is faster than anybody I've ever seen. And their defense is crazy. Uh, their quarterback, he's he's a very good quarterback. People underestimate him so much. But he is a very, very good quarterback. Penn State might give Ohio State a run for their money in the Big Ten. East, I think there's a chance Penn State comes out on top and is playing Wisconsin or Minnesota or Iowa in the uh, college football College football, not the Big Ten Championship. Penn State's a really good team. Look out for them. Next up, Florida, South Carolina. Florida, oh, they're four and one in conference play and seven and one overall. South Carolina's two and three in conference play and three and four overall. This South Carolina team, they have by far the hardest schedule coming in this year, and they've played very well. Um, they had a huge win against Georgia two weeks ago, and now they played a really, really tough game against a good Florida team. And um, I think they have a chance of making a bowl game. Their schedule is so rough. They got to play Bama. They got the, their schedule is awful. 
but they, they, they have a chance to upset some teams, maybe even make a chance to play a bowl game in there. But South Carolina is a team that maybe in one or two years could be something good because this Ryan Holinsky kid at quarterback, that kid is something special. He he's got he's got talent. He he's gonna be he's he's gonna be something. But let's talk about Florida a little bit too. Florida, they they gotta step it up. They lost to LSU, and now they almost lost to this South Carolina team. Well, South Carolina is good, but if they're gonna if they're gonna play against Alabama in the championship game, they're gonna beat Missouri. If they're gonna go out there, they're gonna beat Georgia in two weeks. Then they 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 gotta step it up because their defense it's it's okay, but it's it's gotta get better. Kyle Trask, Kyle Trask, this man, I'm sure you all know his story. Backup quarterback in high school, went to a scouting combine for the Florida coaches, and Florida coaches said they liked him and offered him a scholarship, and he took it. I'm sure you guys all know that story. But Kyle Trask, he, he's a great story. He's a great player, but I don't know if he's a championship-level quarterback. Like, I think Emory Jones might be able to be. I like what they're doing with their with switching them in and out, I do really like that because I think they they they're they're very different to each other, which is which is good sometimes in college football. You need difference, but I, I think Florida's they they gotta they gotta step it up a little bit. But I think they have a chance to go out and give Georgia a run for their money, and maybe even win the SEC East. Next up, Kentucky Georgia. We were just talking about Georgia in two weeks. They play. They gotta buy next week, and then they go out to travel to Florida, and they gotta they gotta play Florida, and that that's a huge game. Uh, offensive woes for Georgia are not 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 looking too good right now. Jake Fromm threw for ninety five yards, and he threw three interceptions last week. Jake Fromm. This man was supposed to be first-round talent. This man was supposed to go out and maybe even contend for a Heisman. And right now, he's not playing good at all. He's got to step it up if they want any chance to play Florida. The Georgia defense, now they shut out Kentucky. Kentucky isn't a good team. They don't have a good offense. But that Georgia defense is, is something special. They're, they're turning up. They're, they're showing up right now. Next up, we have Auburn. Arkansas. Auburn won this game 51 to 10. They bounced back after that loss to Florida. They had a bye last week. And next up, the huge game this week for them. They got to play LSU. That's that's just a massive game cuz they're going to Death Valley like Auburn Auburn season. That's Auburn season right there. If they win this game, their season's alive and they they probably live to play Bama for the SEC West if they win that game. That's that's big. This this is a huge game for them. But enough about that game. We're gonna talk about that game later. Um they I mean they're good. Auburn they played good, Bo Nix played good, but it was against the Arkansas team that's not very good at all. And Arkansas is actually probably the worst SEC team now. Vanderbilt beat Missouri, Kentucky. They they gotta win there in the SEC. Mississippi State, yeah, it looks like Arkansas is probably the worst team in the SEC this year, but I don't know. They'll 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 find their way back. As Arkansas is not a bad team. Next up, we got Oregon. 
Washington. Some Pac-12 action here. I think this is our first Pac-12 game that we've talked about. Oregon's now 4-0 in conference play, 6-1 overall. Washington State is 1-3 in conference, or not Washington State, Washington is 2-3 in conference play and 5-3 overall. Um, Justin Herbert, he's he's on fire right now. I think he threw four touchdowns. Yeah, Justin Herbert, he's going crazy. He's, after that, that Auburn game that was not a very good game for him. He stepped it up, and that man, he looks like a championship-level quarterback right now. Quarterback that's actually in the Heisman race right now, which is huge. And um, Washington, what would happen to them? Jacob Beeson, he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be crazy. He's, he's supposed to be a top 10 quarterback in all of college football. I mean, he looks good, didn't throw an interception through three touchdowns. He had a really good game, don't get me wrong. But he can't. He couldn't get the win. Is it the Washington defense? Is it is it Jacob Eason? Is it the running game? I think it's a little bit of both. I think Jacob Eason's a really good leader, but I don't think he's he's good enough. I think he's getting there, but he's just not quite there yet. He's not at the championship level caliber that he needs to be. Where Justin Herbert is right now, although Justin Herbert does have a much better defense and a much better running game than Jacob Eason has, but sometimes you need that. But yeah, overall, Oregon, they keep Pac-12 playoffs hopes alive. If they keep winning, they have a chance that they could probably be in that college football playoff at the end of the year. And that's huge for the Pac-12, because Pac-12 hasn't had one since... I don't think they've had one since Washington in 2017 or 2016. Next up, uh, another Pac-12 game. Arizona State scored three points against Utah, got 21 uh, Arizona State, Jaden Daniels, good story, he's a freshman, um, but he had his first not very good game, didn't throw a touchdown pass through an interception, didn't run that well, but it was against a Utah defense that is probably one of the top 15 defenses in the country. Utah is a very good defense, and actually their offense isn't too bad either. they got Tyler Hundley and Zach Moss, who... That's a really good quarterback, running back duo, their defense. Uh, Utah is another team in the Pac-12 that has a chance at the playoffs. They only got one loss right now, and if that remains their only loss of the year, they could be in the playoffs when it's all said and done, be the first Pac-12 team since Washington. Two of those teams, Oregon and Utah, if they're both undefeated at the end of the year, they'll play in the conference championship against each other, and one of them's probably going to go to the playoffs. Well, it's, it's, that's huge for the uh, Pac-12. That's that's big for them. They need that. And Arizona State, they need teams like Arizona State. They need teams like Washington to step it up a little bit. And we need teams like Arizona and USC to step it up a little bit. So um, when it's all said and done, the resume looks much better so that one of these Pac-12 teams can get into the playoffs. Next up, we have Boise State-BYU. I don't got a lot to say about this other than Boise State, now they're any any hope they had about making the playoffs or anything like that, that's over. But they could still be a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, they, they could. Boise State's still a very good team. They, their quarterback was hurt. He was playing hurt, and you could tell. And BYU, they're, they're not awful. They're not great. Next on, Kansas-Texas, our first Big 12 game. Oh, my goodness. Kansas 48, Texas 50. What happened to Texas after after uh, almost pulling off a victory in the Red River Showdown against Oklahoma? They looked awful against Kansas, the worst team in the Big 12. Their defense didn't show up, but their offense did. 
Carter Stanley and Puka Williams for Kansas, they're not a bad duo. But this Texas defense, if they if they want to start, if they want to have a chance, another shot at, um, they want to have another shot at Oklahoma in the Big Twelve Championship, they got to step it up. They got to they got to start playing real defense. The offense that's already that's already there. The offense is great. They got their defense got to step it up. Next up, we got Baylor, Oklahoma State. Baylor won this game forty five to twenty seven, and they won that, not containing Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Chuba Hubbard got. Or Chuba Hubbard got like 175 yards against Baylor, but Baylor still won because Baylor is a really good team. They're still undefeated, and they have a chance to play in the Big 12 Championship too against Oklahoma. They have a chance to be the best team in the Big 12 when it's all said and done. Baylor is a really, really good team. Um, but yeah, they they have, they have a chance to to knock some things up. On Oklahoma State side of things, how far can Chuba Hubbard take you? Because he's your only offense right now. I get it. Spencer Sanders is an awful, but your defense, your defense can't do anything right now. And it's it's just not looking good for Oklahoma State. They got they got to step it up a little bit. Next up, Missouri Vanderbilt. Here's another big upset. Missouri was not expecting this from Vanderbilt at all. Kelly Bryant just not really good, honestly. Missouri has no run game to help him out, but Kelly Bryant, I'm sure Clemson is happy with Trevor Lawrence throwing interceptions rather than having a guy who throws the ball about ten times a game. Kelly Bryant is not very good. Next up, we have Purdue and Iowa going back to the Big Ten. Um, Purdue really needed this game because now they're sitting at two and five. They got to basically win out to make a bowl game. But for Iowa, they needed that win because they're coming off two losses against Michigan and Penn State, who are two very good teams. But still, they needed that win to just feel better about themselves. Now, they're sitting at 2-2 two and two in conference play and 5-2. and two. They still have a chance at the SEC West. They probably won't win it, but they still got a chance to maybe, maybe, maybe some chips fall where they may and Iowa wins it. But I doubt it. But Iowa still, they, they got a chance at a, a decent bowl game. And they can they can mess some things up, beat Minnesota, beat Wisconsin, beat teams like that. But, yeah, Nate Stanley, he's got to show up if any of that's going to happen. Because right now, he, he kind of disappeared. He, I don't think he's thrown a touchdown pass in about four weeks. Nate Stanley's got to step it up if they want to they wanna do some stuff. Next up, NC State, Boston College. NC State lost 24-45. to A.J. Dillon, 235 yards. I mean, this man's got to be a Heisman contender by the end of the year. This man, A.J. Dillon, is, he's a workhorse. He just runs the ball all over teams. And as a Michigan fan, we almost had him. And thinking that that could be our running back right now kind of gets me a little mad. But it's okay. A.J. Dillon for Boston College, he's, he, he's a player. And he's given Boston College a chance. Maybe when they play Clemson, they'll he'll, maybe he'll be able to do something. But for NC State, who who's their quarterback? Are they going to do Leary or Hawkman? Because Leary played pretty good in this game. Bailey Hawkman just has not played very good overall. One of them's got to step up. I think one of them will. Next, staying next, we're going back to the Big Twelve. Iowa State beat Texas Tech thirty-four to twenty-four. And it makes us wonder, is Iowa State a Big 12 contender with Brock Purdy? This Brock Purdy kid, he's he's a 
very, very good quarterback. And right now they're sitting at three and one in conference play and five and two overall. If they win out, they're going to be in that Big Twelve championship, and they have a chance to knock off Oklahoma, knock them out of the playoff contention, open up a spot for a Notre Dame team or a Pac twelve team or another SEC team. Iowa State, I mean, they're a very good team. And this Brock Purdy kid is really something special. Next year, when he's a junior, things are. Iowa State's going to have a very good ball club next year. And this year, they're very good, too. I think they have a chance in a New Year's Six Bowl. Iowa State's a very good team. They just got to keep working. Brock, this Brock Purdy kid, he's something special. And uh, what's Texas Tech's identity? They can't run the ball, they can't throw the ball, and they can't play defense. Basically, they're basically not good. The only thing that they can do a little bit is throw the ball, but they're still not very good at that. Like, Texas Tech, they need to find an identity, they need to find something they can do, and they need to start doing it because right now they might not make a bowl game if they keep playing the way they're playing. Next up, TCU, Kansas State, TCU. Um, lost this game 24-17, despite Max Dugan playing for them very well. He he ran for, I think, 133 yards as a quarterback, which is always, it's always good to see that. This team, he, he's okay, but he, he could not come through and get the win. And another thing that we have to ask for Kansas State is, this, is Kyler, can Skylar Thompson do it all? Because their defense, yeah, I get it, their defense is all right, but they don't really have much else over here. Kansas State. Okay, we have like five more games left. We have to go through. And the first one is North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Um, North Carolina lost this game, forty-three to forty-one in six overtime. This Sam Howell kid. This Sam Howell kid. He's a goon. Sam Howell. He's a player. Threw for five touchdowns. Played all the whole game as a true freshman, and he's he he's compete. He's a He's a natural-born athlete. He's a competitor. This man is a freshman, and when he's next year, he's going to be crazy. And this is North Carolina team. They they can't give up yet. They still have a chance at this ACC co um, Coastal Division, even though they're sitting at two and two and three and four. They still have a chance because this North Carolina team is really good, and they've gotten their hardest games out of the way. Virginia Tech, they're they're good. They're a good ball club. They're they got their quarterback who Heldon Hooker who's really good, actually. And they got... Their defense is not very good, but they can score the ball. And I think Virginia Tech right now, they could they could challenge Virginia and Pitt up there for ACC Coastal Division. So look out, because this Virginia Tech team is coming quick. Uh, we Next time, we're next up, we're going to go back to the Big Ten. We have Indiana beating Maryland 34-28. to And... Um, Indiana switched their quarterback from Michael Penix back to Jalen Peyton Ramsey. And I think this was a very smart move. Because, I mean, Peyton Ramsey, he got the job done. I think they're going to stick with Peyton. And Peyton, Peyton's a really good quarterback. He, he's, he's, he's a very good quarterback. I think they're going to stick with him. And I think it's going to pay off in the long run. Maybe they, they go and upset a team in Maryland. They need, they need their players back. They were missing Josh Jackson. They're missing Anthony McFarland. They gotta get them back because those are the two best players right there. And, and when they get them back, they're a team that that they're they're a very good team. When they get those two players back, they're they're a very good team. All right, next up, Duke and Virginia. Virginia beat Duke forty-eight to fourteen. Not much to talk about 
in this game other than Duke's just Duke's just struggling right now and the fact that Bryce Perkins still can't throw the ball he was a running back basically yeah that's basically all I can say about that game next up tennis Texas A&M beat Ole Miss 24 to 17 Kellen Mond is just not playing very good right now but the Texas A&M defense is but Ole Miss Ole Miss is not is, is not bad like I think they're a team that in the long run they, they could upset some teams they could go out and maybe shock the world and beat be that team that that beats Alabama team or LSU team and or Auburn team and just surprise everybody. I don't think they will, but I think that if a team were to, that they have a chance to do it. And last one, Florida State Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Um. They Jamie Newman was hurt, so they had to they had to go with my boy Sam Hartman. Which if you guys don't watch the show Quarter QB One, you should. It's a very good show. Sam Hartman was on it and. He's a very good quarterback, but Jamie Newman's obviously a lot better. Wake Forest defense, really good. FSU defense actually kind of showed up a little bit, which is surprising. Florida State just couldn't score quite enough. And that's all we're going to talk about for last week's games. Next, we're going to go into this week's games and what this means for everything. And we're going to start with the ACC and make our way around to the SEC. So, let's talk about the ACC. In first place is Clemson. Next is Wake Forest, then Louisville, then Boston College, then Florida State, then NC State, then Syracuse. So, yeah, it's a lot. Clemson is obviously going to win this Atlantic Division. I don't think there's really any chance for any other team to win it. The only team is may maybe, maybe Wake Forest pulls off a crazy upset. But I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. It looks like Clemson's going to run away with this division. And the Coastal, the Coastal's still wide open. There's Virginia, there's Pitt, Duke, Virginia Tech, North Carolina. All of them are within a game. Virginia's 3-1, and one, Pitt's 2-1, and one, and Duke, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina are all sitting there at 2-2. Two two. Uh, Virginia's obviously the front runner with Bryce Perkins, but he can't throw the ball right now, so... I don't know what how that's going to work out. Pitt, not a bad team, but they're not great. Duke, they play North Carolina this week in a big game. Virginia Tech, they look very good. Their offense is good, but their defense has got to step up. So let's go into the games for this week. The first one we're going to talk about is Miami and Pitt. Um, Miami, they they lost to Georgia Tech this week. And it was just embarrassing. I don't even know if they're going to make a bowl game now. After that loss, It was it was an embarrassment. They they got to make a quarterback change. They can't stick with the Cozy Perry and Jaron Williams. They tra they got to transfer Tate Martell, who this kid was supposed to be something special, and they're not playing him. I think he might be the one that you have to play. But I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're just going to stick with the two that they've got, and I think it's not going to work out for them. Next up is a pet Pitt. Their defense just keeps winning the ball games. Their defense for Pitt is very good. They don't got a very good offense, but their defense is very good. And I think their defense is going to, you know, hold Miami's weak offense to less than 10 points, and Pitt's just going to score maybe 17 to 20, 24 maybe points. And they're going to come out with a win, like 24 to 7, 24 to 3, something like that. And nobody's going to be surprised. It's just going to be something like that. Next up, we have Syracuse-Florida State. It's a battle of two lower-half ACC teams. Um, one of them in Florida State is, seemed to have been hitting a stride and then lost to Wake Forest in a heartbreaker. But it looks like Florida State's they are trending in the right direction. Their defense finally showed up. Their offense is 
seemed to hit stride two weeks ago, but didn't really didn't really get started this week. But it, they were playing against a pretty decent Wake Forest defense. I think Florida State wins this game. It's going to be closer than you think. Syracuse Tyler Dungy's got to step up. He's got to do something. I don't know if he will, but he, if if Syracuse wants a chance at a bowl game, Tyler Dungy's got to step up. Next up, we have Virginia traveling to Louisville. Uh, is Virginia going to continue to just bounce back from the Notre Dame loss and that Miami loss after the they just beat Duke? Are they going to continue to bounce back and beat Louisville? I don't know. Bryce Perkins has to step up. He has to be able to throw the ball a little bit because right now he's essentially just a running back who throws the ball about 10 times a game. He's basically Kelly Bryant. And Louisville, Louisville, their defense is not very good right now, but their offense is looking, and their offense wasn't very good last week, but their offense is looking very good against Wake Forest, and I think that they could continue. they got two quarterbacks right now, and uh, I think both of them are good quarterbacks. they got they got to find one. they got to choose one because they don't really match each other very well. they got to choose one of these quarterbacks. But when they do, I think this Louisville team, they're going to they're gonna hit a stride. I think Louisville has a very good chance to make a bowl game, and I think they actually have a very good chance to win this game. And I actually think they will because Louisville is home, and I don't think Virginia has the defense to hold the Louisville offense and the offense to keep up with Louisville offense. Next up is Duke-North Carolina. It's a little bit of a rivalry game. This game is in Chapel Hill. Sam Howell, he's got to limit his mistakes, but he's a freshman. He's threw for five touchdown passes last week. Sam Howell just got to keep doing what he's doing. You got Michael Carter. Their defense is not very good. They got to hold Quentin Jones and the Duke offense, who's not looked very good either. So I think this matchup just really favors North Carolina. I think they're going to come out with a big victory here against Duke at home. The last game, Boston College-Clemson. There's Boston College is not going to win this game. I just want to see... How many yards A.J. Dillon gets because I want to see if this Clemson defense is actually good enough to hold a top running back like A.J. Dillon. And I also want to see what Trevor Lawrence does with the football because if he keeps turning it over, things are not going to be good in Death Valley, in Clemson. Alright, next up we're going to go through the Pac-12. Uh, let's start with the North Division. We have or Oregon in first, Oregon State in second, Stanford in third, Washington in fourth, Washington State in fifth, and California in sixth. Yes, you heard that right. That division is so messed up right now. Oregon's going, basically already won that division with their 4-0. The next best is Oregon State, who's 2-2. Two and two. Stanford's 2-3. Two and three. Washington's 2-3. and three. The Pac-12 North is just not looking very good right now, other than Oregon. If anybody told me that Oregon State would be in second place in the Pac-12 North at the beginning of the year, I probably would have bet you a million dollars they wouldn't, but that's where they are. But So yeah, that's the North. Basically, the North is for Oregon to win. They, it just, they just need to win out so that they have a chance of making the playoffs. That's what Oregon's aiming for right now, because they have basically won the Pac-12 North. Next, we have the Pac-12 South. Now, this one's still wide open. You got USC with three and one. You got Utah at three and one. You still got Arizona and Arizona State at two and two, and UCLA still at two and two. Uh, USC and Utah—they already played. USC actually pulled up a huge upset with Matt Fink, their third-string quarterback, playing. Now they're back with their second string, and they're playing a lot better with him. Yeah, uh, Kidon Slavis is his name. Um. 
This C team's not very bad. Their defense is very good. They have a chance to do some things, maybe win this division. But Utah, they're just going to keep winning. Their defense is way too good, and their offense is way too good to not keep winning football games. And I think Utah's going to end up winning this division. But it's going to be close. And Arizona and Arizona State, don't sleep on them. Both of them very good quarterbacks. And they just they just both need to have defenses step up. And UCLA, they're kind of I don't know what to say about UCLA. They're they're two and five overall, but they're two and two in the division. I don't know if I don't know what they are right now. They they need to figure that out quick. But let's go through the games for the Pac-12 this week. Uh, first off is USC Colorado. USC needs to stay strong. They need to win against. I mean, they're gonna win against this weak Colorado team. They're gonna hold them probably like five points or. Under less than my guess is to hold them to less than a touchdown because their defense is so good and Colorado's offense is just flat out not good at all. You see, uh, USC is going to win this game easily. Next game, we're going to talk about Arizona Stanford. So, what Arizona they they Arizona and Stanford are actually two very similar teams. They're in the middle of their division, they're not great, but they're not awful. They're looking, they're looking. Both of them are looking to make a bowl game still, sitting at three and four for Stanford and four and three for Arizona. Uh, Khalil Tate for Arizona, he's got to stay strong against Stanford. He's got he he's got to got to show some things. Stanford defense good. Khalil Tate last year he was a talk of the season before the year. He's supposed to win Heisman and stuff like that, and he's got to stay strong. But same thing for um, Stanford. With their quarterback, David Mills, there's actually their backup because um, P- K.J. Costello is still out with injury. But he's, he's, he's a good quarterback. They're both playing good. Both teams on the high right now. My guess is that Arizona wins this game by a field goal late in the game. I think it's a close game. Actually, a good game to watch if you guys are looking for any. I would watch this Arizona-Stanford game. But I think Arizona comes up with a little victory. A small victory out there in Stanford. Next up is Arizona State UCLA. Two teams sitting at two and two in the division. I think Arizona State wins this game easily. Um, Jaden Daniels, he's got to bounce back after not having a great week, but he's a very good quarterback. You're going to be talking about maybe maybe going to New York for the Heisman in two or three years. This Jaden Daniels kid is a very good kid, and for UCLA they got Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's not very bad either. But he's not he's not good enough to play with this Arizona State team who's got a good defense and a good offense. Arizona State wins this game big. Next we got Cal and Utah, California. I mean if they don't got Chase Garbers, Cal's nothing. And I think Utah's gonna show that with their top fifteen defense and things aren't gonna go well. Utah's gonna win this game big at home against Cal. Last game is Washington State, Oregon. Washington State's actually starting to heat up a little bit. They won a game last week. Um, they're finally starting to find a little bit of a passing game. Their defense needs to step it up a little bit. I don't think they beat Oregon, but I think they give them a better game than people think. And yeah, I I think that's how that game's gonna go. I think Oregon will win win by maybe a touchdown or ten points. All right, so that's it for the Pac-12. Let's now go to the Big 12. Next up is Big 10, then after that we have the SEC, and then we'll wrap things up. So Big 12, uh, Baylor, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas. Those are the top four teams right now. Those are the four teams that I think are still in this division. The top two teams play in the championship game, obviously. Uh, Baylor's at 4-0, Oklahoma's at 4-0, and Iowa State and Texas are both at 3-1. 
Uh, Baylor, they're undefeated. They're having a really good year, surprising year, actually, for Baylor. I think they have a very good chance to go to the Big 12 Championship. Oklahoma, everybody knows about Oklahoma. they got Jalen Hurts, who's basically the best quarterback in all the country, maybe behind Joe Burrow, maybe behind Tua. All of that's arguable. But their defense actually stepping it up for Oklahoma is something that they didn't show last year, but something that they're starting to show a little bit this year. Maybe their defense is something that could hold up against college football playoff-level teams. Iowa State, we talked about them and Brock Purdy earlier, but their team, you know, they could shake up some things. Same with Texas. Texas already lost to Oklahoma. Texas is probably the second-best team in this division, but they, they already played LSU. They already played Texas. They already played Oklahoma, and they lost both of those games. And that was tough for the for the Horns Up crew. But I think they'll have a chance to bounce back. They have a chance to still beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship if they make it there. Let's go through the four games this week in the Big 12. We have Oklahoma and Kansas State. Oklahoma's going to win this game. They're going to stay hot. Jalen Hurts, just too much to handle. And Kansas State, they don't really have very much other than Skylar Thompson. So, honestly, this is going to be a blowout for Oklahoma. In my mind, it's going to be like 58 to 14. I just want to see what this, if it's Oklahoma defense, they're going to be able to hold up. So next up is Texas DCU. Texas got to find a rhythm again because they barely beat Kansas. They after that loss to Oklahoma, they got they got their defense got to step up here against TCU. I think they will against Matt Corral. I think they'll they'll step up, but they just they they can't keep doing what they're doing and thinking they're going to be able to get away with it. Uh, next up, Oklahoma State Iowa State. This is actually a big game. It's Chuba Hubbard against Brock Purdy. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, best probably one of the best running backs in all of college football. Brock Purdy, one of the most under the radar quarterbacks in all of college football. This is a this is a huge game for both teams. Iowa State's got to win this game to keep their Big Twelve uh, hopes alive. Oklahoma State, I mean they're one in three, but they have a chance to be up there, maybe in the top four, top five in this division still, and they're a very good team. They have a chance to go. They have a chance to go seven and three, or not seven and three. They have a chance to go nine and three still. Went out. Oklahoma State's a very good team. They're very under the radar. Chuba Hubbard is one of the best running backs in all of college football. I think Iowa State wins this game because they're home and because their quarterback is better than Spencer Sanders. I think Iowa State will win this game, but it's very close. Next, last is Texas Tech, Kansas. Kansas, they're actually, they're a very confusing team right now, but they're actually not as bad as people think they are. And Texas Tech, will they will they find an identity against Kansas? I think this is a team game that, that Kansas is going to walk away with. I think Texas Tech is just not playing very good right now. I think Kansas kind of is, and I think quarterback play from Kansas actually quarterback and running back play from uh, Puka Williams and Carter Stanley it's just it's it's really good right now and I think that's gonna that's gonna win a game against Texas Tech a game that most people wouldn't expect them to win but Kansas yeah Kansas not something I would expect saying Kansas winning winning ball games against Texas Tech uh, now on to the Big Ten actually so the East we have Ohio State 4-0 Penn State 4-0, Michigan 3-2, Michigan State 2-2, Indiana 2-2, Maryland 1-3, Rutgers 0-5. Ohio State and Penn State, that's what it's coming down between. Ohio State is a big game this week against Wisconsin, and then Penn State and Ohio State are going to have a big showdown in Columbus later on in the year. 
Yeah, my, my Michigan boys are out of it after the loss to Penn State. Michigan State, they've been out of it for a little bit. Indiana. Yeah. So let's go to the West. The West is actually still wide open. Minnesota, actually it's not. Minnesota and Wisconsin is probably who it's between right now. Minnesota's 4-0, Wisconsin's 3-1 after the devastating loss to Illinois. Uh, we still have Iowa and Nebraska. You could say, you know, they still got a chance, but I don't think, I don't see Iowa beating Wisconsin or Minnesota, and I don't see Nebraska beating Wisconsin or Iowa. Yeah, so I think this is going to come down between Minnesota and Wisconsin. Whoever wins more games out of the five or six we have left. Five or five or four we have left. So let's go game by game. The first game is Wisconsin-Ohio State. Arguably the biggest game of the week. Probably up there with Auburn-LSU, but... Wisconsin's got to bounce back, which I think it was a trap game. I think Wisconsin was just preparing for Ohio State a week earlier than they should have been. And it showed against they lost a tough game to Illinois. But now, here's when we learn how, how truly good this Ohio State team is because they haven't truly been tested. We're going to learn how good this offense is against a very, very good Wisconsin defense. And we're also going to learn how good the Ohio State defense is if they can hold Jonathan Taylor. This, this is a big game for both teams. If Wisconsin loses this game, they're out of the playoff race. They're maybe out of the Big Ten race. Or maybe that just opens up things in the Big Ten West. But this is a big game for both teams. Second game is Iowa-Northwestern. Northwestern, Northwestern uh, I will, okay, so in the first game, I do think Wisconsin is going to win this game, and I think it's because they're desperate for a win. They need to win this game to keep everything alive. And I think they're just going to be playing with a little chip on their shoulder against Ohio State. And I think it's going to be very close. It's going to be a very good game to watch. Justin Fields against Jonathan Taylor. And I think it's going to come down to the end, coming down to the wire, but I think Jonathan Taylor is going to pull through for Wisconsin. Next up, we have a game where Iowa's obviously going to beat Northwestern. Northwestern's just not a very good team. And Iowa, they, they're they they're going to get a little bit of a win streak going, two-game win streak after playing Penn State and Michigan back-to-back weeks. That was a tough little stretch they had there. But, yeah, so now we have... Next up, we have Illinois-Purdue. So, Illinois, can they stay strong after beating Wisconsin? If they win this game, you know, I'm thinking maybe this Illinois team, maybe they make a bowl game. They're sitting at 4-4 four and four with four weeks left. They just need to win two more games, maybe three, to get into a bowl game. And they beat Wisconsin. They beat Purdue. Maybe this Illinois team's not all that bad, I'm thinking, if they win this game. But for Purdue, it's it's about the same thing. Like, Purdue's 2-5. and five. They're not going to make a bowl game. But... They had, a, they, they had a rough go of things after they lost to Nevada in the first game of the year. Yeah, this basic, basically things just completely fell apart after that game. And for Purdue, Rondell Moore got hurt. Yeah, but Purdue's in a tough spot. I think Illinois, this is a game that Illinois is going to walk away with, traveling into Purdue. I think Illinois is going to walk away with a big win. Uh, Liberty Rutgers. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about this one. Rutgers, Liberty's going to win. <laughs> Rutgers, is, Rutgers is awful. Next up, we have Penn State, Michigan State. Big game. Michigan State has always had Penn State's number. Penn State's just got to keep playing at the level they're playing because they're playing at a championship level right now with their quarterback and um, oh my, Sean Clifford, and they got Noah Kane, and they got K.J. Hamler's just... 
KJ Hamler's an animal. He might be the fastest kid I've ever seen. If he's playing, he did get hurt in the last play against Michigan, the second-to-last play against Michigan. I think Penn State walk away with this game, but I think the Michigan State defense will hold Penn State to little points. I think it's going to be a close game, but Michigan State just can't score the football against good defenses. The ending score is going to be somewhere around like 21 to 21 to to 14, 21-17, Michigan State is not going to be able to score us enough to beat Penn State, and Penn State is going to just keep on winning, keep on rolling all the way to Ohio State. And so now we have Minnesota, or Maryland, traveling to Minnesota. Minnesota, they, they, they could remain undefeated. If Maryland gets their players back, I think there's a chance that Maryland, Maryland upsets Minnesota and some things go crazy. If Maryland gets McFarland and Josh Jackson back, because Maryland's not a bad team. They've just been injury hurt this year. And it's not like Minnesota's a great team. It's that just they're finding ways to win, which I guess, yeah, you could say that's what you need to be a great team. But they're not blowing out anybody. They're not, they haven't beaten anybody who's really a contender yet. They're just finding ways to win games, which it's working for them, so they just got to keep doing it. Next up, we have Indiana-Nebraska. Two decent teams. Very similar. Peyton Ramsey. Oh, Peyton Ramsey, yeah. I think Peyton Ramsey's going to come through with the win here for Indiana. Nebraska's okay. They're just not. I don't think Nebraska's good enough to really win ball games against big-level teams like Indiana yet. I think just got just got to give Scott Frost a couple years. Last game we're going to talk about for the Big Ten, Michigan-Notre Dame. Michigan's got to bounce back from tough L. Notre Dame, they need to keep the playoff hopes alive. I think Michigan's going to win this game. I think Michigan has a very good chance. Like, I think that Penn State game, that just brought, that just showed how tough this Michigan team was. Down 21, came all the way back to win the game. Mich- Michigan's a very good team. I think they're they're very tough. They they have a chance to do some, some do some special stuff down here down the road. They're not gonna make the playoffs. They got two losses, but I think they got a chance to upset Notre Dame, upset Michigan, upset Ohio State. Maybe I don't think they will, but I think they they have a chance to. I think they will beat Notre Dame at home, but I don't think they're gonna beat Ohio State. I think they have a chance to play with them, but I don't think they will. I think the the Penn State game was a turning point for this team, and they're gonna start turning it around. Now we're gonna talk about the SEC. Talk about the East first. Florida's four and one. Georgia's three and one. Missouri's two and one. It's basically between Florida and Georgia. Whoever wins this game in two weeks, between Florida and Georgia, they're gonna come out champions of the SEC East, in my opinion. That's about it. For the West, Alabama, LSU, Auburn. As those are the three teams. Alabama's four and zero. LSU's three and zero. Auburn's three and one. Auburn plays LSU this week. Huge game. If Auburn wins this one, it's basically gonna be Auburn against Alabama. For the SEC West. That's crazy. So, okay. We're going to start with the first game. We're going to start with the five games for the SEC this week. Mississippi State, Texas A&M. Two teams who desperately need this game. Texas A&M, I think they're on a two-game win streak. But they they need this game to keep hopes alive right now. Because they're sitting at 4-3. and three. If they win this game, they're 5-3 and three in good shape to make a bowl game. But Mississippi State make, needs to win this game if they want to even have a chance of making the bowl game. They're sitting at 3-4. and four. If they don't win this game, they'll be 4-4. Four and four. This is a big game for both teams. Two teams who, who are two teams who are not bad, but are just not in a division where they can't be 
but they're just not in a division where they can be okay and get away with it. Next up is South Carolina, Tennessee. So let's see if South Carolina can stay hot like they have been against Tennessee. I think South Carolina comes out with a win against this game. Tennessee's actually not playing very bad, but I think South Carolina's just flat out the better team. Okay, Bama, Arkansas. Bama playing without Tua, but it's okay because Arkansas is the worst team in the SEC. Bama's going to blow them out. Uh, Missouri, Kentucky. Uh, Missouri, they need to bounce back uh, after that loss to Vanderbilt. Kentucky's not very good. I think it's a good opportunity for them to bounce back. I think they will, but let's let's see what Kelly Bryant can do if, he, if he's going to toss the ball a little bit. And then the last one we're going to talk about, Auburn, LSU, biggest game of the week. Arguably the biggest game of the week with Wisconsin, Ohio State. But if Auburn wins this game and LSU, if Auburn wins this game, then they, they win out, they make the playoffs. If LSU wins this game, then the winner of the Auburn-Alabama-LSU game is going to win the SC West and go to the SC Championship. This game, playoff implications are high. Everything in this game is important. It's going to come down to Bo Nix against Joe Burrow, a true freshman playing on the road in Death Valley, LSU. Happy Valley, LSU. It's, it's, it, it's going to be... It's going to be a game. It, this is going to be the game you're going to want to watch. Biggest game of the week. It's going to be insane. LSU, they, they got to step it up. We'll, we'll see. Uh, this is going to be huge for both teams. The running game needs to get going for Jatarvius Whitlow and Auburn. And it needs to get going for LSU. Both teams very good defensively. This is game is going to be the best game of the week to watch. It's going to be great. I think Auburn is going to come up with the victory just because I think this Bo Nix kid, I think he's something special. I think he's maybe he's he's not better than Joe Burrow. But I think that when it really truly matters, he's gonna be. Well, thank you everybody. Thank you for listening to Thank you for listening to this. I'ma see you. Till next time.